0: Our second week back recording in a row. Yay! So as you can notice, quiet listen, hear that? No family guy. No family guy in the background. <laughs> the TV is off. I love going back because I can hear Lois a little bit in the background. I was like, man, I can't believe I messed up. I let it go. <laughs> so rookie move. So we're, we're starting off. On the road. Good, right foot. yeah. <laughs> Everything's going good so far. Yeah. <laughs> can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did it. <laughs> it's all good though. It's yeah. a fun little laugh. I left it all in too. It was yeah. great. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Because <laughs> I, I, I did too. I went back and listened. I was like, oh my God, you could totally hear Family <laughs> 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 Like, there's a lot of background noise. Yeah. Oh, that's why. I was wondering because I was watching it monitor and it was kept picking it up. And I was like, what is going on? Like, there's nobody. And then I looked at the TV and I was like. Oops. Wow. Oops. <laughs> wow. Embarrassing. Rookie mistake. It happens. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time we goofed up on this podcast. <laughs> it won't be the last. <laughs> <You won't>, sadly. <laughs> We learned that a long time ago.
1: <laughs> so um,
0: I'm excited for this one. Excited. I know. I, I, Crystal has been chomping at the bit for this for like what? Feels like like weeks. over over a month. Yeah. I've been wanting to hear this case. And she's been really good and hasn't Googled. And I was telling her, hopefully it hasn't been built up too much. And and I've been wanting to because, like I said, there's little times in my head, that little evil voice (sighs) is like, Christina won't know if you Google it. (laughs) And I'm like, no, evil voice. We can't. We promised. So hopefully you still enjoy my story today, Crystal. I hope. I will. And for those of you at home, um, because I think we had – the episodes went out of order a little bit, because we did our anniversary episode, and then we did the Alyssa Lamb. When we were talking about fireworks. So. Yeah. that that one was recorded <laughs> on 4th uh, <laughs> of July weekend. Yes. Before everything went bad. Um, so, basically what happened is my grandmother passed away very tragically, very unexpectedly, and I did not feel like researching murder... While I was grieving, yeah. So <laughs> I was talking about H. H. Holmes. That will still happen at a later time. So stay yes. tuned. <laughs> when I'm feeling better, I will when you go and like googling an, murder. Yeah, no. when I'm <laughs> when I'm in an in, in an okay headspace to research something horrible. <laughs> Oh man, I have to tell you. <laughs> so, I've been keeping up on the Parkland trial like I've been telling you so that that mass shooting that uh-huh. happened at the high school in Parkland. Um it's interesting. It's the largest mass shooting that's ever been on trial because normally they kind of off themselves after it. So yeah. there's they can't really put them on trial. So they finally got this guy on trial and Boy, does his defense suck. Anyway, <laughs> good that his defense suck because yeah. he needs to be convicted. and Exactly. Yeah. So it's a good thing that they suck. But if it were me, I would, I would get a new defense lawyers and everything. <laughs> but I've been keeping up on it. And it kind of made me laugh because even though he was Googling the wrong things because he was psycho. So he's Googling like. You know, shootings that have happened at high schools and other, like, murders and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you know, serial killers and everything, and they were using that against them in the trial, but I sat there, and I kind of had to laugh to myself, because I'm like, man, I hope they never have to look at my Google search, because I I do the same shit. (laughs) What is our search history gonna say about us? Yeah, that is hilarious. I'm all like Ted Bundy as a child, like <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer, and all this stuff like that. I'm like, Man. Every, you know what? Everybody says that. It's so funny. Like Spencer and Madison. like both. They're like, okay, if anything ever happens, like if we if we go down for something or if we die, the other one needs to come and like destroy, destroy our computer. It. Because that's how it is when I was reading it. I'm like, oh, man, I think I actually, like, Googled. And it's not because I'm a serial killer. It's just, I, I, I don't know. know I, how else are you supposed to learn about something? Right. And I've done that before where, like, I've looked at, like, high school shootings where I'm like, man, this is so crazy. Because I wanted to see, like, because there's some that have happened even, like, long before Columbine. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck. Like, if my fingerprints ever end up on a crime scene, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I'm, like, you know, I've been working on, that Kendrick Johnson case, and I've Google like, I type in there, Kendrick Johnson crime scene photos, Kendrick Johnson this, and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this looks super bad if you're, like, an FBI agent. I know. I think, okay, so, so far, I've not looked at anything. I look at weird stuff, but I don't think I've done anything, like, bad. So I think the HH homes will be my first one. So FBI, if you're listening, NSA, whoever, um, I am not a serial killer. (laughs) I'll clarify. It's not the only thing I look at. Like, if you look, there will be, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, and then after that, it could be, like, donkey hooves or something. So, I mean, like, I still look up, like, super weird stuff, but if, you know, I happen to have fingerprints on a crime, I'm just (coughs) saying... It's not going to look too great for me at the end of the day, even if I didn't do it. They're going to be like, okay, but why are you looking up Jeffrey Dahmer? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's the only one that I really know a lot about. It's It's like, why do you know a lot about it? I don't know. Because I'm a weirdo and I have a morbid sense of curiosity. (laughs) I just wanted to read, okay? I didn't do it. But... Yeah, so that kind of made me giggle. It was like when they were going over the things that he was Googling, I was like, man, I'm all like Tom Petty and then like Ted Bundy. And then I go into like, so like, this. So, like man, that's so bad. So keep that in mind, people. Clear your browser history. <laughs> well, you can't clear it because it's there forever. That's true. They'd still find it. Yeah, Siri's so still screwed. Just just so you no. Know. Well, you know what? I, the FBI looking at my phone is probably like, man, this girl is crazy. And I'm like, no, I just something pops in my head I have to google it and look okay (laughs) it's anything from buddies to crime scenes so Um. well with that being said crystal (laughs) are you ready you want to get started I am super excited for this I can't wait let's go and I will say this popped into my head randomly one day and we were looking for topics and so I texted crystal I was like hey we have to do the barefoot bandit she's like who I was like, oh, okay, I got this. Don't look him up because I want to do it and I want you to be surprised. She's yes. like, okay. And like I said, this is like a month and a half ago. So yes. she's she's been sitting on this one. I think it was when we were talking about Elisa Lamb. Yeah. And lo and behold, right after I have the idea to do it, my favorite murder does it. <laughs> so I'm like, crap, now I can't do it right, right away. But it's been long enough and long enough ago now. So you can listen to ours and then you can listen to um an expert podcast about it. <laughs> but anyway. It's so fun. Yeah. Like and I'm, I've never well, I probably have, like you said, maybe once you start talking about the case, yeah, I'll have start a, being like, I have well, a feeling maybe it's sounding familiar. I have a feeling like once I start saying what happened, you'll be like, oh yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I'm like obsessed with this. <laughs> it's so like I can I can say it's my favorite. And I can say it's fun because no one gets hurt, no one gets killed. Right. Nope, like it's anyway. So okay. it'll be one of the the true crime ones that we do that aren't bad. Yeah. No murder. Yeah. Yay! So <laughs> <laughs> we always like that. <laughs> um Yeah. So today we'll be talking about pretty much someone who at the time it happened people were calling him the greatest quote folk hero of the modern age just because of everything he did and everything he got away with (laughs) sounds very Robin (laughs) Hood-ish kind of, almost okay so on July 11th 2010 Colton Harris Moore wow, this is pretty mm -hmm. new okay yeah So Colton Harris Moore, otherwise known as the Barefoot Bandit, Uh was apprehended by authorities in the Bahamas. He was just 19 years old, and he had been on the run from the authorities for over two years at this point. Oh, wow. So gather around children, and I will tell you the story of how the Barefoot Bandit came to be. I'm excited! <laughs> I'm already digging it. You set <laughs> that up so good. I'm already digging it. <laughs> um, Colton Harris Moore was born March 22, 1991, in Mount Vernon, Washington, to Pam Kohler and Gordon Moore, and he grew up on Camano Island, Washington. Kamano Island is north of Seattle, across the Sound. Um, it's a little small little it's actually not an island it does attach to the mainland like a very small strip of land Mm -hmm. but it's a very small community mostly um seasonal residences with a lot of vacation homes there are very few full-time residents um and because of the type of community it is there's also a huge income gap So there's, like, the super rich people who either live there all the time or have their second homes there and come there during the summer. Um, And then on the other side, you have the folks who are kind of stuck there and just barely make enough to get by because their whole income has to come from the summer and tourism and everything like that. Right. Okay. If if they don't do well over the summer, then they kind of have a hard time for the rest of the year. So, um, for the adults that live on Kamano Island, it's like pretty much like living the dream. It's like paradise, pretty much. Anything you could want. Sounds um, like a place I want to retire at. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. When the grandkids are all grown up. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the kids, on the other hand, yep. there's really not much to do. Um, they get into trouble because there's not a whole lot of supervision or nothing for them. Yep. to No activities. Mm-hmm. And... Colton Harris-Moore was one of the troublemaker kids. <laughs> and, but it's not exactly his fault. Um, he was pretty much doomed from the beginning. Um, and I would like to note that by no means is having a bad, chi- or I'll just say it, shitty childhood. Like his childhood was rough. Like, by no means is that an excuse. Right. Because there's plenty of people who have as bad or worse experiences when they're kids, and they grow up just fine. You can change your destiny. Yeah. I just wanted to highlight it because he, like, if you go back and read his story, like, if you read the book that I'm reading, Mm -hmm. it goes, like, into super detail about his childhood. He is the classic example of how someone can just like nature versus nurture slip through the cracks and the system can fail how like how we can fail a child Mm -hmm. so horribly because there were multiple interventions and nothing happened and then yeah I hate that so um his mom Pam was an alcoholic Mm -hmm. it's reported that she possibly even drank during her pregnancy um, she was very verbally, emotionally, and physically abusive. Mm. So when he'd get in trouble, she'd break his toys
1: as oh. a punishment.
0: She'd yell at him all, all the time, and she would like, like, beat the shit out of him sometimes. So it's yeah. very, very break sad. Break the toy, you just take it away. Tell him no. And his father was also an alcoholic and drug user. And some sources say that he was in jail by the time Colt was only two. And growing up, by the time Colt was ten years old, there were a slew of men in and out of Pam's life. I think I counted four or five that were mentioned in the book so far that I'm reading. So far? Yeah, so, because I'm not finished with it. But, yeah, so at least five. And all of which were alcoholics or drug users. So just a bad, bad start to life. And I'm sure they, they probably got heavy handed as well. Um, one of them did. One of them was reported as being abusive as well. Yeah. So, um, the first incident with CPS came when Colt was less than a year old. Um, and by the time that he was 15, there were 12 separate reported CPS, um, and nobody intervened. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, one of the times he, um, like, he was taken away for like three days, and he had like a psych evaluation, and and it reported that he was um, depressed. Gee, I wonder why. He had ADHD and something else. And all they did was give him some medication and send him back home. That's a bad combination and, to and, be, like, ADHD and depressive. and Yeah, and this just happened time and time again. So, that's, that's this poor child, like, if you read, <laughs> I'll, I'll mention the book at the end again, but, like, I'm reading this, and it makes me so sad because he was failed. My nephew is young, like at the same age, he's 10 and I just want to like go back in time and give this little boy a hug yeah. because it's so sad. There's so many there's so many cases where And just... he was so like attention starved. There's a story about one woman, a neighbor, I think. Um, he was walking his bike up the street because it had a flat tire. Mhm. And so she just called him over. She's like, hey, um, I can pump your tire up for you, you know? And then because of the kindness and, like, he just, like, got talkative and she said that you could tell that he just wanted someone to pay attention to him. Oh, yeah. Because he would not stop talking. Like, in a kind way because Mm -hmm. the only ones he was getting was, like, being beat probably yeah. for the tiniest thing. So you don't she had had a kid for. Yeah she had something else to do and she's like okay I, I gotta go now but you know you can come around anytime. Yeah. And so he did like a couple days later he came back and they were talking and whatever and but she just felt kind of weird about having the, this kid hang around so like she was right. tr- she was trying to be polite about it and kind of dismissed him and like made him go home or something. Yeah. And then a couple days later her bike pump was stolen and something else so he just you know just acting out yeah Aww. um in addition to the abuse Pam was very neglectful um there was <laughs> Nah, was she really
1: I can't <laughs> believe it
0: uh, there was never any food in the house the place was always a mess and Colt never really had anything to wear except for ratty dirty clothes Oh, she sounds like a mother of the year, man. Um, I kind of want to find her and just lay down the beating on her myself. So, one of his stepfathers, if you can call him a stepfather, um, not his real name, but referred to in the book as Dale, um, he actually, like, really looked up to, he was a pilot. Um, He was, I think, a drug addict, they said, but he always... Paid a lot of attention to Colt and like they clicked, like they got along fine. Mm-hmm. So Dale was saying that when he first got there, like the trailer was a mess, there wasn't any food, so he filled up the fridge and bought Colt some new clothes. Aww. Cause like, well, it's like how's okay, this kid? that's good. I know, yeah, so that's good. There's one. There was one nice <laughs> there one. There was one. And then, um, So his first few burglaries at the age of 10 were to the grocery store and neighboring houses because he was looking for food and money Mm -hmm. because he didn't have anything. Right. Um, And wait, did I skip his school? Okay, yeah. So in school, um, he also wasn't very good in school. He didn't go (laughs) because... No one made him. Right. And he was bored and he I didn't... figured he would at least for the food. Yeah. So um, when he was in attendance, he was very disruptive and disrespectful in class. So he was punished a lot, set out in the hall or principal's office, whatever. And then he started to become a bully to the rest of his classmates, <sighs> kind of just like acting out because he didn't Right. He didn't know any other way to behave. Right. Um, by the ninth grade, he'd completely dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. And then before we go farther, like into his criminal history, um, I wanted to highlight that from a very young age, like four or five, he'd always been fascinated by airplanes. He wanted to be a pilot. Like he was always looking at airplanes. He would draw them. He learned all about them. He could tell you make, model, engine of any plane. Oh, he could have had a He's, good career. He'd see a plane flying, he'd, and he'd point at it, and he'd go, this is a whatever. I don't know planes, so I'm not going to name one. <laughs> that's but a like, plane. <laughs> you, could, you could point to a plane, and he can tell you anything you wanted to know about it. Oh, that's so cool. So he did have something that he was passionate about. Just didn't pursue he it. just wasn't, he just wasn't, fed properly and right. intellectually like i like to say that he was smart he just used it in a dumb way yeah <laughs> and then he also really loved being in the outdoors being in washington like you're like washington's beautiful if you don't live there or have never been there i don't know what Komano island is like but like on the mainland just the forests and trees and everything it's beautiful so he I've liked- seen pictures yeah. I would love to be there so he liked being outside in the woods probably in, as an escape from his mother mostly but like he'd camp and kind of live like a survivalist style like as a little kid so he knew what he was doing as a little kid because yeah he could survive in the woods so, now we'll move on to his criminal history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I just really wanted to highlight his childhood because it's just so But don't sad. let that conflict you as an like him as an adult. <laughs> you can change when you're you, an adult. You can. <laughs> but um but try to keep up cuz there's a lot. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. And there's a lot that I'm going to leave out because this would be like a 5-hour episode. So just the important ones. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So. (laughs) The big ones. November 2003. So he's, what, 12 years old Mm -hmm. at this point. He breaks into a local small business and breaks into a school where he steals laptops, CDs, defaces a bulletin board. Um, He pleads guilty and is sentenced to six months supervision and 56 hours of community service. Um. That's his first, like, highlighted, like, run-in with the law. Right. He'd been committing, like, petty thefts before, but he hadn't really got caught. Like a stick of gum here or there? Like, kind of little little things? Yeah, just little stuff. So, in December 2005, um, he assaulted his mother, reportedly. Like, the two just had a toxic relationship. Like, she... He's getting older at this point. I mean, I'm not gonna say she kinda deserved to be smacked by her son, but she kinda did that yourself. Right. He's older at this point. He's not gonna put up with it, so he probably just fought back. I mean, he had plenty of time. I don't know what happened. I don't have the details, but he's convicted or he assaulted his mother. I'm gonna chalk that one off as an oopsie because. I mean <laughs> I probably would have done the same thing to her, too. So. <laughs> I already do want to do the same thing. So from that charge, in summer 2006, he was um, set to be due in court for his um, conviction or whatever, but he runs away. Ooh, that's a no-no. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he starts breaking into homes all around Camino Island, mostly unoccupied vacation homes, and he like stay there for a few days and then when he left he'd steal things like electronics and food and stuff that he could use Mm -hmm. like out in the woods survival style Uh Um, and then I don't know if it was this early but in the documentary I watched um, his friend they would do this together They'd break into vacation homes and they'd go like joyriding in <laughs> the people's car. Oh no! <laughs> but they would bring it back. They'd wash it. They'd detail the inside and they'd even fill it up with gas, according to the friend. So it's like a, a, a like uh, like a like no one has to know kind of thing. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'd be like super happy. Like if somebody stole my car, but I mean, if you're gonna top off the gas, especially nowadays, I'm like, all right, well, you know, just don't do it again. Yeah. So they would they would take like certain things, but then they would put it like a bar, like just borrowing it. So they'd put it back, or they'd just take like one guy said he came home and he like his ice cream was gone, or or he knew he knew he just opened this box. Of Honey Nut Cheerios, and he came home, and oh, it's God. gone. No. So, like, just... That kinda makes me laugh. Like, just fucking with people a little bit, That's right? That's so like, stupid. I'd be so mad, too. It's like, if I had, like, ice cream or something that I was looking <laughs> forward to, and I was like, man, I can't wait to have one of these brand new sweet treats, and you get there, and you're totally gone, not only are you going to start freaking out, like, hold on, like... Am I going insane here? Like, I swear I had like this. And, oh, it's like that's making just kind of messed up. Like, making up. you feel like you were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then stealing their treats. That's messed up. Or taking a shower <sighs> and leaving a wet spot on the floor so the owners come home and think they have a leak. Because why else would there be water on the oh floor? Oh, my gosh. Like you this? little turds. Yeah. So. <laughs> bastard. So I might have gotten a little head on that. But, like, that's the kind of stuff he's doing at this point. Like, so, he's not... I mean, he's the electronics he could sell, but yeah. he's doing little... Yeah, just little... He's not hurting anybody. He's just... Well, like, I don't know. That would hurt me with my Honey Nut Cheerios <laughs> being I mean... Just enough for a little thrill because he's bored and he's hungry is pretty much all he's doing. <laughs> so in July of 2007... Wanted posters start popping up around the area because six local businesses have been burglarized and then the people are starting to get fed up. Right. Um, a citizen notices that he's living in a vacant home in the area. So authorities surround him and apprehend him. And um, so the second time he's caught, I believe this is. And so he pleads guilty to three of 23 felony charges. <laughs> was it just he was denying the other 20, do you know? Or was I, he just like... I have no idea. This is just all... Or if all they're fun. like, you know what, I think three years is <laughs> enough you'll be in there long enough, so... Just admit to anything, <laughs> yeah. and you won't have to serve it too much time. So, um, for that, he's sentenced to three years confinement in a group home in Renton, Washington. Okay. But, on April 22nd, 2008... <laughs> Colton breaks out and goes on the run. Oh, my God. I'm so mad I didn't know about this chase. It's not coming to me, but I'm mad I didn't know about this. It, oh, my gosh. This it, is a riot. It might. I'm getting to the good part soon. Okay, okay. So um, so he runs away, and he begins committing more burglaries, burglaries on Camino Island. And from this point, he's on the run for more than two years. Before they finally catch him. Um, and he's just 17 years old. How so they miss him for two years. He's got survival skills. Oh, um they'd, they they'd get close, he'd just run off into the woods. <laughs> that would make sense. They'd, ah, you idiots, you let him go. They'd find his camps, but he wouldn't be there, so he would just make a new one somewhere else. Like he literally knew the woods like the back of his hand, so he just like running away. What? <laughs> um, a couple months after his escape, he steals his first car. I say this is his first stolen car because this is the but he, he didn't give it back. He just went for. it. He didn't it. borrow it. I don't know where he was trying to go, but he crashed it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and after he crashes it. He runs away, but he left behind his backpack, which had a journal, stolen credit cards, GPS, cell phone, and a digital camera that was full of his own selfies. (laughs) He is 17 years old after all. (laughs) Ricky mistake. (laughs) Now they got your face, Tony. Um, In September of that year, he breaks into a local grocery store and tries to, but unsuccessfully, break into an ATM machine because you cannot break into an ATM machine. I love those watching people try to drive off of them. (laughs) Um, Somehow he made his way over to Orcas Island, which is north of Kameno Island, um, presumably by a stolen boat. And One doubt it. Orcas Island is is a small island, even smaller than Kamano Island, with less population, but the communities are similar and that they're mostly seasonal destinations with a few full-time residents, so mostly vacation homes. So he begins burglarizing local businesses and homes there. Mm. And he began using stolen credit cards to order things online... <laughs> And have them shipped to local businesses. <laughs> and he'd go back and steal the packages. And so he'd order things like survivalist gear, um, infrared goggles, um, flight helmets, flight simulators, stuff like that. man he he knew. So now oh my gosh. <laughs> So 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 remember how I said he loved airplanes so much? No he didn't. Yes he did. No. So he <laughs> taught himself how to fly. Oh well, wow. using flight simulation software, watching YouTube, like doing all the stuff that a teenager does to learn about things, but you'd never think they would actually do it. No. So November 2008. No. He makes his biggest claim to fame. He steals his first airplane. His first? (laughs) Yes. A Cessna Skylane belonging to Bob Rivers, who was a popular Seattle radio personality at the time. Oh, wow. So not only did he just steal an airplane, he steals a celebrity's airplane. like no words <laughs> right now like so like of all the things you're like yep. all right okay yep. I mean and actually he had a successful flight until he didn't so <laughs> oh my gosh this is November remember uh-huh in Washington yes so it's rainy windy Dark. A little bit snowy. Dark. Gloomy. Not a great day for flying. Would make sense. But in his mind, he said, this is the day. Even though he's not a professional. No. So he takes flight. He flies 250 miles from Orcas Island over the Cascade Mountains. Once he's over the mountains, though, it's whiteout conditions. Yeah. Because of a blizzard. And so, he succumbs to what's referred to as um, spatial spatial disorientation, Um, and even experienced pilots can have this when the visibility is bad. And basically, it's like you can't see anything, so you don't know if, like, what way you're facing. Like, are you straight? Are you up? Are you down? Like, you don't know. So like driving through fog but thicker. And- yeah. So he he made a mistake because he's does yes, he's he. not a pilot and he pulled on the joystick to go to go higher because he thought he was going low. So he pulled it so he'd go higher, but he overextended the wings and they snapped off and then he began to plummet. And he crashed on the Yakima Indian Reservation. Of course. (laughs) Of all the places. And by all accounts, he really probably shouldn't have survived this plane crash. Like, it was bad. (sighs) But, um, he did. He walked away. Authorities came to the crash site and there was nobody there. How? So he was gone. This guy. He dipped. He ran away. Oh my goodness. Um... He's like a freaking Tom Sawyer yeah. kind a little turd. At, so at the time, because this is a plane theft, which is very rare in and of itself, um, I, in the book I think it said at that time, I think the book was written in 2012, at that time there's maybe like eight thefts a year for airplanes and they're all drug related. Because the cartels will steal a plane so they uh-huh. can transport their drugs. Right. So that's what everyone thought this was. Okay. They right. had they had no reason to tie it to him. Yeah. Because fair. because why? Because his steps before were <laughs> this extreme. <laughs> um, until. September eleventh, two thousand nine, he still steals- is it bad to say that I think this guy's a pretty cool cat so far. Everyone else did too. <laughs> like I kinda <laughs> can you see why I'm obsessed I with him? I kinda this? wish I had the guts he did. Like <laughs> he doesn't really kill he doesn't kill anybody. No. He's just a little turn. You're kinda like I kinda wish I was Be being a little like sh- that. Being a little shit and having fun. So he steals another plane on September eleventh, two thousand nine. <laughs> From Friday Harbor, Washington And crashes it back on Orcas Island <laughs> Is he just not good at landing at this point? Or? Spoiler alert He crashes every single one of the planes he So he can't steals. land No, he can't He's like, I can get it in the air and I can go from there But I can't land it No And also, you'll real He keeps going back to where he came from Yeah So that part is the dumb part but I think also at some point he's like reveling in this. He's like, ha, they can't catch me. I probably would too. So he just keeps <laughs> going messing with everyone. So then he steals a boat and heads north to Canada. He makes <laughs> his he makes his way across Canada and back down into the S in Idaho. So that's that's a pretty good distance. So, you know, probably one or two stolen cars along the way. Right. Right. He ends up in Bonners Ferry, Idaho, where he steals another plane. Of course. (laughs) And flies back west over the Cascades. So he's going back to where he came from. And he crashes near Snohomish, Washington because the plane ran out of fuel. This guy, like, I just can't get over him. He's like, the coolest guy I've ever met in my life. When the wreck is found, um, of course he's nowhere, and by this time they figured out it's him, right? Um, through through like multiple surveillances and everything, and it's, it's it, at this point it's this huge media story uh, in two thousand nine, and it's. Now, when they start to refer to him in the news as the Barefoot Bandit because um, during multiple burglaries he's seen barefoot they find footprints barefoot (laughs) prints at these crime scenes I'm so glad I didn't google this before this is great and then once once it's known that he's the Barefoot Bandit Uh at one of his hits at a local store. He draws in chalk on the floor 39 footprints leading out the door. He is such a little asshole! <laughs> With Sia written at, written down. Dude, this guy's so cool! <laughs> so, he's such a turd! He's like... He so, knows it too. He's like, ah, y'all right. looking for me now. Getting a little cocky. <laughs> a little so, little so, dirt. so, Crystal, you are not alone. I am not alone in loving this kid so much. Uh, so here is the time where he's starting to become this folk hero. Quote, folk hero, right? I see it. I can honestly say he is. Everyone's on board. He becomes an internet sensation. Kids are, you know, making videos about him on YouTube. He has his own Facebook page with thousands of friends. <laughs> Someone random out of the public makes a Barefoot Bandit fan page, which has over 100,000 followers. Oh, my goodness. There's songs being it. written about him. <laughs> it's so cool. They make t-shirts with his face and the words, Mama Tried. <laughs> You know the the public is like really on his side. I'm here. loving him, but nobody's getting hurt. Yeah. I Not even he's getting hurt. He's just being a little turned, like you said, living his life, living it up. However, the folks on Kamano Island and everywhere else are not so amused, right? And they're super pissed, and even to the point. Where, like, some of them are interviewed on the news and, like, they want him dead. <laughs> okay, a little far-fetched. And well, they- if my plane was stolen, I probably wouldn't be like, oh, this guy's cool. But none of my stuff is stolen. So I'm like, oh, man, this guy's great. Like, I'm having a blast. <laughs> and they band together and hire a bounty hunter. <laughs> Dog, the bounty hunter. So... <laughs> U.S. Customs, Border Patrol, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, FBI, U.S. Coast Guard, and six different Washington counties police uh, police stations are after him <laughs> and nobody can catch him. Like, you have this many people <laughs> after you and you're like a ghost in the wind. You're yeah. like, you're just gone. Um... <laughs> dude this guy but so but also in between all these airplane thefts and boat thefts and everything he's still continuing to break into businesses and break into homes and just stealing just burglarizing being a punk basically he's right. just doing he's doing everything and like i said before the reason why he's able to get away is because he knows the woods better than the police do so he right. just dips out on Jul- uh, and those those forests are thick. Yeah. So it's if you don't know what you're doing, it is real easy to get lost. Yeah. I remember, like I said, I've seen through pictures and stuff, and I would definitely get lost. Yeah. So, so then, on June 1st, 2010, he steals a fishing boat from Ilwako. <laughs> um, I don't. I think that must still be in Washington. I forgot to write that down. Um, To cross the Columbian River into Oregon. And then from there, he heads east. It is in Washington. Um, So he just steals cars and drives them until they run out of gas. He's moving east. (laughs) Look out! By July 3rd, 2010. Oh my goodness. He's in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh wow, he made it pretty far. Mm -hmm. And... He steals an airplane and crash lands it on the shore of Abaco Island in the Bahamas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know what? Why not? Vacation time, man. (laughs) And of course, soon after he lands, break-ins are reported all over the island. (laughs) He's just going to town. By this point it is international news so people there know it's him and so they're like just like in the U.S. it's half and half like half are on the lookout for him and half are like oh he's he's not hurting nobody he's like I don't I'm not gonna turn him in you know no. <laughs> and then the um so the FBI offers a ten thousand dollar reward for information leading up to his capture and also, at this point, there have been multiple felony arrest warrants issued. So he just he just keeps evading everyone. Wow. July seventh, two thousand ten, witnesses report seeing him on Euluthra U- Island in the Bahamas. And then on July eleventh, after being spotted on Harbor Island, a high speed boat chase ensues. And ended with officers shooting his engines <laughs> to making him stop. Oh my goodness! So can you imagine, like this high speed chase on the water, like just watching, watching these boats go by, and it's oh, the man. police trying to catch some punk. <laughs> um. So his his boat is stopped. Colt. Holds, uh, holds a gun to his head and threatens to shoot himself rather than be captured but ultimately they take him into custody without further incident he throws his gun and backpack over the side of the boat and they take him away um, the barefoot bandit had been captured <laughs> Oh, sad face cause I really like him so on July thirteenth, he pleads guilty to entering the Bahamas illegally, and sentenced to three months or a three hundred dollar fine. So okay. his mom wires the money to get him out, and oh, he, the one good thing she does. Right. Um, he is um, uh, deported to Miami and placed in a federal prison. On July twenty-first, he's transferred to federal detention center in Seattle. Um, On June 17th, 2011, he pleads guilty to all federal charges and is sentenced to seven years plus three years supervised probation. So after everything is all said and done, (laughs) he's suspected of being responsible for approximately 100 thefts in Washington, Idaho, and Canada. Um, I think Oregon also... Um, including obviously the 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 credit cards the money the bicycles automobiles light aircraft and speed boats um, also a few guns there was one incidence of him firing at officers while in pursuit but no one was injured and that's the only time it happened so don't really know what was going through his head at that point. Never happened again. He didn't Maybe just sh- escape. He didn't hit anybody. Okay. Maybe he was just trying to I I don't know. Trying to get away. It's estimated that he owed his victims 1.3 million dollars for everything that he stole <laughs> and damaged. <laughs> That's a big number. <laughs> In August 2011, he sold his story to 20th Century Fox in order to help pay the restitutions. So he didn't get any of that money. It was supposed to all go to his victims. Um, I still want that movie. I do. I was just gonna ask, like, I like if there's a movie on this because if not, I'm down. Like, let's make our own movie. But now there's a movie. So, <laughs> well, this was 2011. Oh, so we'll make our own movie. I need, like, we need, we need this. Exactly. This would be easy, too. This is comedy gold. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, this would be such an easy movie. Because <laughs> it is. It's, we didn't have to write a script. <laughs> it's pretty much written for us. This is an easy freaking movie. <laughs> um, so in 2016, he received early release. Um, And he went to work for his attorney's law firm as kind of like an intern. And he was going to college and stuff like that. In 2019, he requested that his supervision be released so that he could travel and work as a motivational speaker. And he argued that his earnings could help pay his victims. But that request was denied. Um, There's not... Like there's nothing known about him today. He's probably like finally like under the radar and like just wanting at this point. Well, he's an adult now. And yeah, like... he's 31 at this point. Okay, so, so he's, he's finally par- he probably wants to just forget the whole thing. It's finally over. It probably. I wouldn't blame him either. You know what you do when you're younger is not yeah. what you're doing when you're 31. Yeah. So, like I said, um, this was on my favorite murder episode 333. And Karen did an awesome job, obviously. So. I thought you did an awesome job, too. That if, was so fun. If you want to hear a pro version, go listen to her. But she also talks about, in there, a documentary from 2011 called Fly, Colt Fly, The Legend of the Barefoot Bandit. <laughs> and I did watch that. Um, you can watch it, too, Crystal. Um, so as of this recording... Um, It's streaming on Tubi. Oh, okay. We got Tubi. (laughs) So, so it's, (laughs) I will say that this, um, it kind of glorifies what he did a little bit, but it's hard not to, right? I, you know what, I really like. It's this media sensation. Like, how do you not? I like him. I think it was freaking funny what he did. Yeah. And then if you want like a real deep dive. Into the case, then the book is called *The Barefoot Bandit: The True Tale of Colton Harris Moore, New American Outlaw* by Bob Friel from two, 2012. He is. He's just like this freaking vigilante that just <laughs> runs around, and but you can't hate him. I mean, I know. I want like like I said, I learned about the book too late. I didn't learn about the book until I listened to the *My Favorite Murder* episode. And so, like, I just this week started reading it, and I didn't finish it. So I could include, like, a lot more, but, like, if you want to read – like, everyone should read it if you want to know more about the case because he's super detailed. He – the author is an Orcas Island native. He lives there, so he has, like, firsthand experience. He sets up, like, like the geography of everything so you get an idea of, like, how – like, where everything actually happened. He goes into super detail about his childhood, like I said, which I only got about halfway through, and then it's also really funny at parts, like just the way he tells the story, mm-hmm. and he like does interviews with local people, Colt himself, like there's a bunch of quotes from like just people involved, so it's really good. This one was fun. So yeah, that's that's like that's you said, now. nobody dies, and you can. I, you can't really hate him. I mean, if he stole your plane, yeah, I can see you hating him, but yeah. if you it, you're like, man, but the I rest of wish I had the balls like this like guy he, did. he let everyone on the planet live vicariously through him. Yeah! Because haven't you always wanted to go rogue and just fuck shit up? And not get caught. Right? (laughs) And not murder anybody. Like, it's one thing where you're like, man, I kind of wish I could just steal a plane and just fucking fly around or break in and steal somebody's ice cream. Like, man, what a cool cat. I think he was a cool cat. It's so good. And so before we, well, we have to pause because I want Crystal to listen to a song. (laughs) but we probably can't play it on the podcast, so we're going to pause. We're not going to pay those copyrights. <laughs> we're going to pause. I'm going to play it for Crystal, and she's going to tell you her reaction. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Here we go. That was good. It's worth the listen, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, I found the song before I listened to the documentary, but they, they have the song in the documentary. they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They won? Yeah. So, it's called Barefoot Bandit by Puzzle, and I listened to it on Spotify, so. It's cute. It's a cute song. Listen to it. It's a little reggae folk song about the Barefoot Bandit. (laughs) I liked it. That was good. I had to play it for Crystal because I knew she'd love it. (laughs) This is such a fun case. I like this one. I'm glad I didn't look it up because it would have ruined it for me. So, really, after all that, you ne- you'd you never heard about this? Okay. No. See, a lot of people haven't. I don't know why. I don't I... know why because I remember when they caught him, like, how, like, it was such a big deal, and then I heard about, like, everything he did, and at the time I was like, fuck yeah. And then... <laughs> See, I just, I never even heard <laughs> that's weird Okay and listen I, He's a punk Like I understand that What he did was not good But At the same time it's, You want to root for him <laughs> I do And that's I, where I'm like torn It's like man How can I root for somebody That was burglarizing And stealing these okay, planes And I, stuff But at the same time I'm like I can't help But be like man This guy's fucking great A teenager Went on the run For two years From the cops. (laughs) From the cops, from the FBI, from everyone. And, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought it was great. (laughs) I think he's just fucking... That was awesome. (laughs) I think he's a cool cat. And I wish I could do that. (laughs) I really do. I won't. I mean... Because I don't want to go to jail, but, like, yeah. I can like, live through him, like you said, where it's like, I, could, I could never get away with it. No. We're s- and also, I am definitely not ballsy enough to try and steal a freaking plane. I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I don't, no, we're, no, we're not doing this. So, gosh, I, like, accidentally took gum one time as a kid from a <laughs> store, and I thought that was the end of me. I'm like, I'm going to prison. Oh, i almost like, it's fine, it's gum. Just, just put it back. Remember, yeah. <laughs> She'd always be like, just remember next time to let me know and we'll pay for it. But I like walked out, I was like, Mom! I forgot to pay for the gum We're done. We're done. Everything's done. She goes, fine, it's just gum. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm glad you liked it. That one was fun. Was it worth the wait? That was worth the wait. I'm, I'm sorry it took so long, but yeah. It was worth it. <laughs> I really wanted to Google it, so I'm glad I didn't, because I was like, wow, this freaking guy. How? Like, how? Uh What a guy. You did good. Thank you. That was a good one. Thank you. Yay. Yay. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, next week won't be as fun. No. Next week will be kind of... I already hinted at it. Kind of sad. Yeah. And angry. and Definitely gonna get us both probably our blood boiling. <laughs> definitely. I was, uh, <laughs> I was texting Christina. I was like, man, I'm just going down a rabbit hole. I was staying up late. I'm listening to all these different podcasts, reading all these articles and everything. It's gonna... <laughs> And my notes are pretty angry, so. <laughs> They're angry because this whole case just makes me so angry. Where I'm like, how is this even happening? And nothing's being done. And I know they reopened the case, and I'll get to it. I'll get to it next week. You'll see what I mean, guys. Tune in next week. You'll probably, like, what? How's this even possible? So, yeah. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Corner Combos oh wait I said Facebook follow us at Facebook and Twitter at Corner Combos (laughs) Instagram at Corner Combos podcast (laughs) or email us at Corner Combos podcast at gmail.com rate, review, share subscribe all that fun stuff check out the other ones the sister podcasts we got Movie riches and Kay's coffee and books corner. Yep, I'll re- record a new episode for that eventually. I still haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll just wait at this point. <laughs> they, they, they just did um, Steven Segol and Wesley Snipes. Ooh. Ooh, and yeah, and I think the next one is <sighs> hit hit wink wink the Italian Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's the one they're gonna do next week, but. They kind of just did some smaller ones because uh-huh. it's Steven Seagal and Wesley Snipes, you know. So Wesley Snipes is badass. Yeah, I thought they would have more. I figured he'd get his own, but they... they oh, they put them together? They put them together. Mm. They're trying to do, like, big name action, little name action, big name action, so, yeah, so they kind of got them together. Wesley Snipes was Blade, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like Wesley. Yeah, and they kept calling him. Oh, I gotta remember what they kept calling him. They said he was, like, in the Fed Club or something and made me laugh. If you don't know, he's been to prison. (laughs) He evaded some, you know, IRS people and uh, all that fun stuff. So he kind of, you know... Anyway... (laughs) Listen to Movie Riches to hear all about it. (laughs) uh, They they kind of tore both of them a new one. (laughs) So it was pretty funny. Um... So, yeah, and uh, other than that, tune in next week for When We Ruin Your World. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. i